Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. The Dutch Reach, it's the hottest new driving manoeuvre that you've probably only just heard of. But what is it? Can it keep the roads safer? And can you be fined for failing to do one? It's all to do with new safety rules and the updated highway code to help better protect cyclists and pedestrians, although the AA says a third of motorists don't even know it's been revamped. The changes follow many years of safety campaigning by Cycling UK, and we're joined by their head of campaigns, Duncan Dollymore. So, Duncan, is it fair to say there are some cultural changes happening on London's roads? These are probably the biggest changes in a generation to the highway code. This has been a 12, 13-year campaign to get some of these changes through. They should be coming in on Saturday of this week. The big cultural changes are the introduction of a hierarchy of users or a hierarchy of responsibility. And that's really just an acknowledgement of the fact that Those in charge of the largest vehicles, the ones that have the most capacity to cause harm to somebody else in the event of a collision, if you're in charge of one of those vehicles, you have more responsibility. That's a simple acknowledgement of physics, really. We've had a number of specific campaigns over the years. One was a campaign called Too Close for Comfort, which was specifically about one of the changes to make it clear about the distance that drivers should leave cyclists when they overtake. The old rule wasn't very clear about how much was sufficient. And the new rule is, a, is much clearer. It says that if you're driving at up to 30 miles per hour, that you should leave at least 1.5 metres space when you overtake a cyclist. And in bad weather, in, at, at higher speeds and at night, you should leave more. And there's also guidance on using what's nicknamed the Dutch Reach. That's opening the car door with your opposite hand so your body turns to look out for cyclists. How much of a risk is car dooring to cyclists as they ride past parked vehicles? Tragically, I was heavily involved in a case in Leicester involving a young teacher, Sam Bolton, who on his 26th birthday, just the day after getting engaged, he was killed in an incident outside Leicester train station. Taxi driver pulled up on the main carriageway and it wasn't actually the driver, it was the rear seat passenger who just got out into the main carriageway, flung the door open right in front of Sam, and he went directly under the, a passing van. A life tragically brought short. And unfortunately, we've seen that in, in other incidents, including one tragic one in London, where the driver couldn't see properly when he opened his car door because he'd, he'd illegally tinted the windows. 
So this issue of um, the danger that that causes to people when, when doors are opened without somebody looking is a real one for cyclists. Department for Transport figures estimate that about 500 cyclists a year are injured in those circumstances. And tragically, some of those are fatalities. Then there's another new rule on the positioning of a cyclist in the carriageway lane. Could you break that down for us? Cyclists have always been advised through the bikeability standard that there are circumstances where it might be safer for them to cycle in the middle of the road. Sorry, in the the middle of the lane. If it's not an appropriate place for somebody to overtake, if it wouldn't be safe to do so, if they're having to move out of the way of potholes, there are circumstances or they're approaching a junction. What's never happened in the past is the highway code has never made that clear to drivers that cyclists might choose to ride in the middle of the lane. So many drivers have thought this is just cyclists being inconsiderate, rude or not doing what they should be doing. And they've perceived that the cyclist should be hugging, hugging the curb when that's not the advice that's being given to the cyclist. So all the highway code rules are actually doing is explaining to drivers that the cyclist isn't being an awkward so-and-so for the sake of it. They're cycling in the middle of the lane because that's actually the, the standard advice in certain circumstances and that therefore drivers should expect it. Part of the changes to the code is to just make people think more about others on the road who aren't within a metal box because statistically in recent years it has become safer to be in a metal box when you're driving. We have improved road safety statistics over the years in terms of miles travelled and risk for those in a car. We've not done as well in relation to pedestrians, motorcyclists, cyclists. And there's a focus within this code to to making people think about the most vulnerable. And all this sounds very timely with more commuters getting back on their bikes after the scrapping of the work from home guidance. The statistics attending suggest that that a lot of people are returning to to drive because of the nervousness around public transport. But the the, the cycling figures have gone back up as well. I think what we need to factor in is that there is no alternative in London if people, no realistic alternative other than to find different ways for people to travel. So these changes are about affecting the culture and making people feel more confident when they're cycling. We separately campaign massively for separated infrastructure for people cycling, and that is still needed. Changing the highway code doesn't change the need for that at all. But... We know that the thing that that people say puts them off riding a bike is the perception that the roads aren't safe enough. And there's almost invariably going to be those moments if you're cycling, even if we have separated infrastructure, where there is some interaction with other road users. That's why these changes are really important. Lastly, Duncan, all these changes sound like they could raise the blood pressure of some road users. Do you have any thoughts on how we can make London streets a more zen place for everyone, regardless of where you are in the road hierarchy? I can't think of any circumstances in the time I've been dealing with this area of work where getting angry on the roadside has benefited anybody or resolved any situation. And so certainly trying to be... um, considerate of others is definitely the beneficial way to deal with those issues. Full enough, we ran a campaign with British Horse Society called Be Nice, Say Hi. I was a bit worried before we ran it that people were going to think it was a bit twee. And actually, it was simply an issue of courtesy between cyclists and horse riders and cyclists alerting their presence when they passed horse riders. 
And that got huge resonance in terms of just a very sensible, pragmatic, be responsible, be courteous on the road message. Uh, and it wasn't perceived as being twee. It was perceived as being a common sense approach to matters. And that's very definitely something which would be which helps in most circumstances. There's more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. <laughs>